legacy means a lot of things to a lot of people. To some, it's lasting integrity. It's building and maintaining a history of greatness. It's making an impact on people and community. For others, it's dependable security and assurance in an uncertain time. To us, it's all of that and more. It's a mindset of brother and sisterhood of hardworking people dedicated to doing the right thing for you and those you care about. Of growing today for a better tomorrow. That's what legacy means at Southwestern Legacy Insurance Group. What does it mean to you? Let's talk legacy. So welcome to Let's Talk Legacy. I'm Gary Michaels, your host. Today we have another wonderful guest, Tyler Summit. Tyler Summit is the son of University of Tennessee women's coach Pat Summit, the winningest coach in college basketball history at the time of her retirement. Since her passing in 2016, Tyler now plays an instrumental role in continuing her legacy through the work of the Pat Summit Foundation and efforts to fight Alzheimer's disease, which is a topic very near my heart, as well as the Pat Summit Leadership Group. So welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. I was touched. I'm a big sports fan and what you're doing with Alzheimer's is big to me because my mom passed away on Christmas morning from Alzheimer's. I'm so sorry. That's a double whammy right there. That's tough. I'm very sorry. But it's a gift too that mom gets to be remembered every Christmas, right? Yeah, that is. I know holidays, it's like, it's it's kind of bittersweet, but uh, I've been there even on Christmas. I still, we remember my mom or Easter, things like that. So, sure. So first of all, congratulations on being a father again. Yeah, we got four-year-old Breck, little over one-year-old Rocky, and then now Patricia Lakeland Summit uh, is her full name. We call her Lakeland, but gave her that namesake uh, of my mom's first name. And I, I think uh, third time was a charm. That was our finale. That was that was a grand oh, finale. Probably, huh? That's it. <laughs> that's funny. So, so at the point you were born, your mother was already dominant, having won championship the year before and having just been inducted into the International Women's Sports Hall of Fame. She was already at the top when you entered into the picture. So did it ever feel crazy growing up, coming into a life of someone that was totally already in her prime and you're just trying to have a normal childhood? I mean, yeah, I don't even think at the time I could fathom what was going on. I thought everybody's mom walked into the grocery store and got asked for autographs and pictures. thought it was normal to get on private planes and miss school once a week. And so, no, I, I don't think I understood how crazy it was. And I, I may still not even understand uh, just how blessed uh, I am to be able to go with her. And being an only child, she she took me everywhere. What was childhood like for you? It was a lot of travel. It was a lot of planes. It was a lot of bus rides. And I always had this group of 10 to 15 big sisters uh, that would beat me up. <laughs> and so I think I have a level of respect for women that, that a lot of guys may maybe didn't have when they were five years old, six years old. But it, it was really, really cool to to be around such a diverse group, be able to hang out with my mom and be able to see her, you know, in her prime and, and do everything that she did. Because, you know, 96, 97, 98 was a back to back to back national championships. And that's when my memories are starting to be formed. And so uh, looking back on that time was super special with that group watch history being made. I called my mom's assistant coaches, Aunt Mickey and Aunt Holly. And then, yeah, all, all of my mom's players were, were like my sisters. I know even sometimes, I think I, was, I think I was four years old 
And uh, my mom, my mom got mad at her point guard Kelly Jolly, who's now the head coach of of the women's team. Her last name's Harper now, but she got mad at her, and I saw it in practice. And so on the ride home, I said, "Mom, I don't, I don't think that was fair for you to get mad at Kelly." She said, "Oh, really? What are you gonna do about it?" And I and I thought to myself, "What leverage do I have here?" I said, "Well, I'm gonna take the cat, and I'm gonna go sleep in the garage." And she's driving, she paused, she said, well, hope you sleep well. <laughs> it didn't face her at all. So, uh, yeah, it was funny to see my big sisters get in trouble. So it was, it was, it was a sibling relationship in a lot of ways. So you moved on to become a player, basketball player yourself. Was that something you naturally gravitated towards or was it something that was kind of expected in your family? You know, it was really neat that my mom did, and I hope that I can do it as a parent, is she did not force me into any sports. If anything, she probably discouraged basketball, probably discouraged coaching. But I, I still went that direction just because I felt the natural draw. And I, I grew up in gyms. Thompson Bowling was my second home. And so growing up and playing, it, it felt like it, it was natural. You know, as far as walking on for Bruce Pearl and Conzo Martin, that was more of a learning experience because I knew I wanted to coach. And so being able to learn from my mom, learn from Coach Pearl, learn from, from Coach Martin before going and being assistant coach at Marquette, uh, it, it really was a, a big learning experience, kind of an internship more than playing. I'd get in at the end of the games if we we're up 30. But again, it was neat to see so many different coaching styles. Sure. So was it ever difficult having the Summit name and trying to be Tyler, but not Tyler Summit? Or did, was it just part of everything that happened in your life? You know, I think so. I think there's uh, was a level of, of expectation uh, with the last name. You listen to other kids of, you know, celebrities and, and they'll say the same thing. But I think the pros far outweighed the cons. And again, I just think uh, one of my mom's definite dozen principles was just respect yourself and others. And she made sure that I knew, hey, we're not better than anybody. Uh, we, everybody, we're, we're the same playing field. And you're going to have to work for anything you get and don't expect to be handed anything. And so uh, I think my mom really took it as a way to teach me something, even though the last name, I mean, even now it's it's on the basketball court. There's three statues of mom in, in Tennessee. There's street names, you know, with the last name Summit. And so I think, again, I, I still remember the lessons from that growing up that uh, just because you have a last name, just because you're born into a certain family doesn't mean you, you get to relax or expect anything extra. So you said you coached at Marquette and you also coached at Louisiana Tech, correct? Correct. What did you learn over the years, first as a player and then as a coach in basketball that you've carried into coaching to professionals and, and life? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think my mom's definite dozen principle make winning an attitude. Every single day for her was as though it was the day before the national championship game. And that is really hard. That is really, I, I learned how hard that was, how hard it was for my mom to wake up every day, do her morning routine, and then go into practice, go into meetings as though the national championship is the next day. And I'm talking, it's April, it's May, the season's so far, you know, it's 11 months until the final four. And she's in there working out in the morning, watching some game uh, about how they could have done better last year, watching some recruit or, or watching a coach teach a new offense. And 
at the time, it just, again, I didn't realize what was going on. I thought it was natural. And then I tried to do it at Marquette or at Louisiana Tech or even as an entrepreneur. And I realized, man, that is very hard to have that mentality every single day, no matter what circumstances life throws at you. So I think the main lesson would be that that definite doesn't, in principle, make winning an attitude. Just every single day, it's an attitude. It's who you are. It's not 10 minutes of you know, motivation in the morning and then go throughout your day. It is every minute of every day. Did you have times that you can recollect right now as a, as a coach that you saw yourself getting out of that and then, oh my God, I clicked back into it? You know, there was, and I think one one of the things my mom did really well is that she could compartmentalize. And so, you know, we had a boat, we grew up on the Tennessee River. And so for that hour of a sunny day in the summer, she would totally disconnect and just have this way to just, I mean, put on a bathing suit, go fast. I mean, she'd be on a jet ski. She'd throw our, her friends off the back of the jet ski. I mean, it, she was a mom. She was a friend. She wasn't a coach for that hour or whatever it may be. Or when we took vacations, made sure there was a two or three weeks span where we could go and take a vacation uh, because it took her five days to turn off the brain. And then, you know, five days before we were going home, her brain started to naturally turn back on. So that middle time of a vacation, she really uh, cherished that where her brain was completely off. And so I think at Marquette, I forgot to to do that. A lot of texts, sometimes even I forgot to do that. And so I, I I felt some some burnout. I'm thinking, man, I just cannot keep up with what my mom did. And, you know, she was still around and able to tell me, hey, are you working out? Are you eating right? Are you going and doing something that you enjoy? Go fishing. She knows I, I love to fish. Go fishing for 30 minutes when you get home. And so it was really cool to see that you don't have to be the absolute workaholic. You don't have to grind all the time. Uh, you're going to have to have something to refill your cup. You can't constantly be filling somebody else's cup without refilling your own. Great point. Now, your mom's Alzheimer diagnosis was something that she did not want to shy away from publicly. Was she different in private? And were there any indications to you of something being wrong prior to the diagnosis? Absolutely. We saw a lot of doctors in Knoxville before we went to the Mayo Clinic up in Minnesota. So no, there were there were definitely signs. And, and you got to understand my mom's somebody that's talking to a recruit, driving with her knee, putting on makeup, you know, and probably having another conversation with the passenger going about 90 down one of the worst roads in Knoxville that we lived on in terms of safety. And so when she stopped being able to multitask, a lot of people didn't notice because she's just like the rest of us, you know, she's doing three things at once um, instead of 10. But for me, it, it, it was, it was small things. Where are the keys asking what time's practice again? Uh, and she'd never asked that question. So just the little things like that started to notice, um, got the diagnosis, but then that's just kind of who she was. You know, she started the past summit foundation again, going back to the definite dozen, put the team before yourself. A lot of people would think, you know, why me? I'm gonna pack it up. I'm gonna go hide. That's just not how she did things. That's not how she lived life. She, If something happened to her, she used it as an opportunity to help others who might be going through the same thing. That's why we started the foundation. That's why we do these events. And you know, it's an honor for me to uh, be a co-founder and be a board member and, and see all the great work that, that they're doing, especially with the Pat Summit Clinic. I mean, there's people, real people right now, real caregivers right now who are getting help every day with Alzheimer's and dementia care. And again, I know it's uh, near and dear to your heart. So it's just really neat to see that my mom is still to this day, even after she's passed away, still helping people 
And there's so many people that are affected by it. It's not just the people that have it. It's the loved ones and friends. It's good work that you guys do. Yeah. A lot of people with Alzheimer's or with a loved one with Alzheimer's will reach out to me. But honestly, the the staff there at the Pat Summit Foundation does the majority of the work. And in terms of raising money, running events and, and awareness, that's that's a big thing is just raising the awareness and making sure people know, hey, it's it's okay. It's going to be okay. This is a, a very nasty disease. It affects everybody, just like you said, uh, but we're here to help and you don't have to run and hide. You know, and my mom kind of paved the way to show that you can own it. Let's fight it together. And then with the with the clinic, it's research. I mean, there's a, a research clinic, past summit research clinic there. And, and Dr. Fernandez, the medical director, he's awesome. He's always traveling around speaking or learning new things. It's really cool to see all the developments that are happening on the scientific front. So are they thinking that there will be a cure someday for it? You know, I'm not smart enough to know, but I I certainly hope so because my mom liked to win and that would be the win. <laughs> she wants to win the games. Yeah, I, uh, you know, she's up there in heaven with God right now having to be an assistant coach, but I'm sure she's still pushing for a win. Now, your mom had these principles and you talked about two of them so far today. Were there any others that came to mind for you that you think about on a regular basis? Well, you know, the the cool thing about the definite dozen, so my mom wrote a book back in the 90s called Reach for the Summit, um, and that, you know, details the definite dozen, those 12 principles for success. And that's what the Pat Summit Leadership Group is all based on, is that definite dozen and taking it out to no matter who you are, if you're in sports or you're in business or you're a stay-at-home mom or dad, you know, there's something in there for you. And so, you know, I think the cool thing about it, again, is that it was never-ending, and that's why it's in a circle. Uh, you may master put the team before yourself, but then have to circle back uh, for respect or communication or loyalty. So if there's one more, I think it's take full responsibility that stands out. You know, there was this this one time uh, that we went to Chicago to play DePaul at DePaul and Candace Parker was on my mom's team, one of the best players that, that ever played for we were going to play at DePaul for Candace. She's from Chicago area. It's the only reason that a Power Five would would go somewhere like that, and and DePaul really could. You don't want to play there, uh, it's it's likely to be an upset. You want to pay them to come play at your at your place, right? Sure. But we're going to all her friends, Candace's friends and family, and see her. So what happens is night before the game, Candace misses curfew. Ooh. As a coach, you're there for this one player. The star player, one of the best players you've ever coached, and her whole family, friend, the whole arena sold out to see one player, and she benched her for the f- whole first half. And there's, uh, I have a picture a- in our home of my mom standing there coaching, and Candace is behind her in her, you know, full sweats because she hasn't gotten the game yet, still in the first half. And I think teaching somebody, no matter the circumstance, no matter what happened, you do something. There's going to be consequences. You take full responsibility. And so I know Candace, uh, that's big for her to remember that story. I bet you Candace talks about that to this day. Oh, she does. Candace has a a tattoo on her arm that says left foot, right foot, breathe, uh, which was a quote of my mom's. And so, you know, it's just it's really cool to see the definite doesn't be out there because, you know, to tell you, I know you'll appreciate this story. When my mom got Alzheimer's, I said, Mom, you might not be able to coach for forever. And those are fighting words right there. I mean, she she looked at me with the stare that she had. She was not happy. And I, you know, I, I'm just said, just being honest. What what would you do if you couldn't coach for forever? She thought about it for a while. She said, you know, I would want to take my definite dozen 
And I would want to go speak on it. I would want to take it outside of sports like she did with her corporate speeches and take it to everybody, help as many people as I can for as long as I can. You know, she didn't get to do a lot of that because the disease was early onset to move very fast. But the Pat Summit Leadership Group's doing that. And that's the cool thing is the leadership group really is fulfilling her dream. I mean, with the Pat Summit online leadership program, there's companies, I mean, there's entertainment companies, there's restaurant groups, there's construction companies, banks, you name it, that are going through this program. They're learning from my mom. They're hearing her words. They're watching videos of my mom and, and, and many others talk about the Deaf and Dozen. So it's it's really neat that she is still coaching. She's still teaching. And there's a lot of other things with the leadership group, whether you are a sports coach or there's a book with my mom's top 300 quotes. It's just really neat that all these things I'm talking about and that Candace Parker learned and the players and the team, it's available for everybody. So true. It's so true. You know, I'm. it is about that drive to leave a legacy afterwards of things that will help people be better and that your mom having the foresight to not just wanting to be recognized for the basketball, but for the principles that made the team be successful is very, very powerful. So I'm just curious, talking a lot about your mom, what does legacy mean to you? You know, I think it's all about others. And I saw that at the end of my mom's life, she could not form words very well. She could not remember dates. She probably couldn't remember how many national championships and wins and just the numbers. But I tell you what, Peyton Manning's face came on the TV and you saw my mom's face. She knew who that was. He was on an advertisement or something. You saw my mom's face. Somebody walked in the room she hadn't seen in a decade. A player from 10, 20 years ago walks in the room. You saw her face, and it hit me so hard. It's about people. It really is. It's about people. Life and legacy is about people. How many people are you able to help? Uh, how many people are you able to connect with? That's what my mom taught me because that's what stuck with her even with a horrible disease, to the end, that's what the definite dozen all is all about, and and the leadership group's trying to accomplish helping others, and that really was the core of who she was. Again, I think it goes to the Pat Summit Foundation uh, with Alzheimer's, and and again being on the board, doing the speeches, uh, uh, going to events, and uh, you know, hopefully when the kids grow up, Brooke and I, my wife Brooke and I, can go and do more. But the foundation, and then obviously the leadership group helping any way I can to, to grow that and, and take it out to the masses uh, because a, a lot of people don't know about it. And once they see it, once they see the online program or the leadership kit or the quotes book, they're ecstatic. You know, I think that is, that's going to be what legacy is for me and, and, and how I make sure that my mom's legacy lives on. She's not just a basketball coach. You're going to see her on ESPN. They're still going to talk about how she is one of the best ever. She's not just somebody that got Alzheimer's. That was only the last five years of her life. And she wasn't just a leader. She was all of those things. And, and so just making sure all of those legacies live on is very important to me. That's awesome. So not just coaching, but leadership in general is a huge part of your mom's legacy as you've been talking about, but yours as well. So can you just tell us a little bit more about the Pat Summit Leadership Group? Um, how it's teaching those principles, how it's helping companies. Somebody maybe listening to the podcast today might go, mm, that would be interesting to me. I mean, I just in this short time, I've written down half page of notes just because the stuff interests me. But tell us a little bit more about what the group's all about. Yeah, well, I would encourage anybody to go to patsummitleadershipgroup.com and just look at it because at the top there, it'll say 
you know, if you're just an individual looking to, I mentioned the stay at home mom and dad, you know, I've done time as a, as a stay at home dad, it's, it's tough work. Uh, you know, I've coached and I've done this and, you know, you need, you need some extra fuel. Uh, you need to fill your cup and it's hard to do that at home. And so again, that you'd press on individual, if you're somebody in business, whether you're at the top or you're working your way in, you know, taking the online program, uh, to your colleagues and mentioning that, uh, I think it, it is big. And then, if you're in sports, there's stuff specifically for sports. But to mention the online program, uh, I think that's really near and dear to my heart because my mom, uh, it's split up. It's the whole definite dozen. You get to watch videos. And it's not just of my mom. Uh, you know, Peyton Manning's in there. Uh, entrepreneurs are in there. C-suite people are in there. You got medical background, super diverse group. And so you get to learn, not just from my mom, but other experts in the field that of that definite dozen principle, again, whether it's loyalty or communication or respect, what have you, you get to read summaries of these videos. You get to answer questions. And if you do it as a group, it's really cool. You're all learning together. A lot of places have meetings on it. I know, for example, like Dollywood has sent over a hundred people through it, you know, having meetings, Oak Ridge National Laboratory, they're going through it. I mean, just any background that I've talked to, it doesn't matter, again, if they're in construction or restaurant or what they're in, they all can learn from the definite dozen and the feedback's been incredible. So that online program, that's how I'd encourage people to to start is looking into that because I, I think there's something to be learned. And, and again, you're going to be learning from my mom. And that, to me, it gives me chills. Right. I understand that there's a Pat Summit film in the works. There is. Can you share any details on that? You know, it's uh, we'll just say it's a, a very big studio and that one of my mom's very close friends is working on it and somebody that has been, you know, on, on the news side, but it's getting more into movies and books. And so two production companies that are very prestigious that you definitely heard of. And so uh, I look forward to, to seeing that they're working on it right now, hopefully an announcement coming soon, but yeah, I think it's going to be really neat. And honestly, everything's a well-kept secret right now with the leadership group. I don't think it'll be a secret for long once that movie comes out. That's such a blessing. It's such a blessing. Tyler, how can people get in touch with you just to be supportive and be connected? How can they reach you? Yeah, absolutely. My email is my name, tylersummit at gmail.com. You know, reach out anytime. I, I tell people if they need help, Alzheimer's, leadership stuff, that's it. A lot of people don't know Summit has two M's and two T's. And so spell check will get you and uh, <laughs> I'll throw, throw that out there. But yeah, Tyler Summit at Gmail uh, or, or social media, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I'm on there. So any questions that anybody has, whether it's about Alzheimer's and the foundation, leadership, and the past some of the leadership group, anything else, I'm here, here to help any way I can. Well, thank you so much. Uh, this has been awesome. Good luck with your three kids. Thank you. We'll need it. <laughs> I can tell you're a good man. And, you know, it was great being able to follow up with what your mom was able to do. Absolutely. It's an honor to be here. Great to meet you. And thanks for having me. If you've enjoyed today's podcast and want to learn more, visit us at southwesternlegacy.com. Shoot us an email via our easy contact form to find out how you can become an agent or how we can meet your needs for final expense coverage. You can find this and other episodes at letstalklegacypod.com on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. 
Let's Talk Legacy is a presentation of the Southwestern Legacy Insurance Group, a member of Southwestern Family of Companies.